It's time for the BallQuest Mailbag Podcast, answering your questions from the General's Quarters every week, right here on BallQuest. Good Thursday, everyone. Welcome to the VaultQuest.com Mailbag Podcast, presented by our good friends at Smoky Mountain Organics, East Tennessee's most trusted health and wellness store, focusing on natural products, organic remedies to a variety of ailments, four locations to serve you. Uh, Knoxville at uh, 8018, King, 8018 Kingston Pike, just across from Trader Joe's, and of course, the three in Sevier County. That's Smoky Mountain Organics. You can check them out online at SmokyMountainOrganics.com. With Rob Lewis and Austin Price and Brent Hubbs, glad to have you along with us on the Mailbag Edition of the podcast, and we'll jump right into the questions. Good bit of recruiting uh, as it is that time of year to discuss in this edition of the Mailbag, so we'll start out of the gate with where is Tennessee at with Lucas Simmons and C.J. Allen, AP? Lucas Simmons, Tennessee's right there in it. Um, you know, Oklahoma's there. Um, you know, t- Lucas is a guy that, you know, is big on relationships, um, big on Florida State because of relationships. No more, Nothing more, nothing less. I mean, they were the first school to offer him. He's been there more times than anybody else. Um, Oklahoma's also a school there. But he likes Tennessee a lot. So um, the, the visit here really wowed him um, when he came up here for the first time. And so I know he's excited to get back to campus. So they're right there in it. C.J. Allen? Uh much the same. I, I think kind of Tennessee's the, the quiet leader there for C.J. Allen. Um, Going to take a visit in June and, and I think come to a decision sometime uh, in the next uh, two months. All right. You think anybody's coming off the board before Memorial Day? No. I don't I don't see anything either. No, Brandon Strozier would be the only one, but I think he's going to Clemson as of, what was this, the 11th? You yeah, know? as of the 11th. Um, anyone we're trending, Tennessee's trending with right now, not necessarily leading that well, Tennessee wasn't a factor with a few weeks ago. Any 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 new names popping up is what he's asking. Well, I mean, I think Tennessee's more of a factor now with Cam Fleming, um, corner, C.J. Fleming's cousin from Virginia. Um, and that's because Tennessee started to push there more. But, uh, no, I mean, no new names. And then a football question here. After spring practice, uh, do you guys feel better or worse about the O-line, D-line? Rob, I'll start with you. You feel better or worse about the line of scrimmage? I mean, I, don't, I, don't, and I just don't think we know yet. Um, I mean, the offensive line to me is not uh, – I mean, you, you may disagree, Hubbard. Offensive line to me is not as big of a concern. It's because, I mean, you, you lost Cade, who, who obviously I, mean, I think we, probably, we, we all agree is probably your best player. But, but you still have a lot of guys who have played. Even, you, know, you may not have any all-SEC, all-conference type guys, but you've got a lot of guys who have played there. Defensive line, I mean, Omari Thomas, is that your most experienced guy? Probably. I mean, I know he started some games, but Omari still not played a lot of football. And, and I'm, I'm talking about, you know, I'm not, I'm not counting Tyler or, or Byron Young on the edges. I'm, I'm just talking about, you know, hand, hand to the ground, big uglies. I mean, you get DeJon Terry who's played some. You get Amari who's played some. I mean, to me, that that that's a much bigger question mark to me. I don't know about you guys. Well, I, I think, Austin, that, you know, the interesting thing on the defensive line in the defensive interior is you're almost replacing a couple of guys when you factor in how many snaps Matthew Butler plays. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, it's just – I mean, that's an odd deal to play that 50 many plus. in the game. You're not going to see that out of most defensive linemen. So, you're almost replacing two guys when you talk about replacing Matthew That's a Butler. great point. Yeah, I mean, even a guy like Caleb Tremblay gave you a, a, a solid amount of snaps. Um, but I, I think Tennessee's going to be okay on the D-line. Um, 
you know, I just think that they have to, you know, Rodney's got to continue to push some young guys. I mean, I know Rodney thinks highly of Bryson Eason. Now, Bryson to this point has not done anything, but I know Rodney has high hopes for that kid. Feels like he can be a, a really solid defensive lineman. I, I think what you're going to see is they, they dropped the weight on Elijah Simmons, and I don't think he was any more explosive than he was when he was the bigger kind of girth type player. I think they're going to put the weight back on him. Maybe I'm wrong, but – you know, I think when he dropped it in the spring, he wasn't as uh, he wasn't different, is what I'm trying to say, compared to what he you know was at a bigger weight. So I think it may just behoove him to be bigger. We'll see. I mean, obviously, he would be a huge X factor if you could get something out of him and something out of Bryson East, and that changes it a lot. And you don't know about those young guys. I mean, that's asking a lot of those two newcomers, you know, and and Jordan Phillips and, and Tyree West, but there's there's certainly talent there and potential there. And we know Rodney's found a way to kind of work young guys or first-year players in slowly. And, and that, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I've, I've, got, I've got more confidence. I'm okay with the D-line, even though I think they have more personnel questions because of the Rodney Garner factor. You don't do it 30-plus years in this league. He did not – he has not had first-round, you know, NFL draft picks, you know uh, – Three, in the three deep every year he's been in this league and he's found ways to be successful. So that gives you some confidence there. On the O-line, I think it's interesting. Starting to see a little more buzz about Darnell Wright out there. Now, I'm not I'm not, I'm not, not jumping on a wagon that he's some first-round draft pick or anything, but but there, there's a little bit of buzz about some guys on, the, on this offensive line. Um, to me, Austin, it's about finding one position. Can, can they find the other tackle? Otherwise, I think they're, they're solid if they stay healthy. Yeah, I do think they're very solid, especially in the interior, just because they have depth there, guys that have played. Um, but can they find someone who can adequately play? You know, what is going to be left tackle with Darnell moving to right? Um, you know, this fall, and you know, I, you know, is that JJ Crawford? Is it Gerald Mincy? Um, I, if you ask me, who's going to start the opener? I would lean JJ Crawford. Um, you know, as we sit here in the middle of May. Uh, Sam Smith, twenty-two thirty-three. Where's Tennessee at with Shadavian Bradley? And who would you compare Julian Phillips to? Obviously, the basketball player. Let's start with Phillips, Rob. What What, what do you? Who would you kind yeah, of? Put I, mean, in? I, I saw something. I mean, I, I'm not. I mean, the kid's a really good player. He's a five-star prospect. But I saw something on the board the other day, and I don't know who started it. I would want to embarrass him, but comparing him to Jamari Smith, everybody needs to slow down. <laughs> Julian Phillips is not Jamari Smith. They're not even close. Um, he's six eight. I mean, he he has a nice jump shot. He can put it on the floor and get get to the rim. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I hate comparing kids to kids when they're eighteen years old. I mean, he's a he's Scotty a Pippen. Eighteen, <laughs> <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> you're the best. I mean, he's he's six foot eight. He has a nice three point stroke. He can put it on the floor and Della Shrimp. And get to the rim, but I mean, he, he, he was 180 pounds, so I mean, he can get knocked off his spots. He needs Cross to watch between Drazen Petrovic and Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> it feels like it feels Grant like, Hill, AP Grant Hill. Hey, <laughs> it feels it feels like that when that when I mean, obviously he's going to announce later today, but uh, nobody seems to know anything. But but Auburn's went from the Auburn people thinking they're not getting him, and Tennessee's the leader to. Auburn thinking that they're now now leading, and obviously his people, Phillips's camp has not said anything to anybody, you know, from a media standpoint publicly. So, um, 
I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen there. We've all said that one's full of twists and turns. Well, Would I mean, not shock I, me at all if it's Auburn. No, and, and Hubbard, man, I said from I, I was in I was in Indianapolis getting ready to watch Tennessee play Michigan when when he decommitted, and the easiest thing for that kid to do would have been to commit to Tennessee. I mean, eight weeks ago. I mean, he had been to Tennessee. He, had, he, he him and his family have a great relationship with Justin Ganey. And it just seemed like he has kept looking for something else. You know, and and again, it, I'm not saying Tennessee's out, but he has just he is he's been shopping, is what it, it feels like to me. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll find out later today. Yep, certainly. All right. Bradley, what what, what do you think Tennessee is with, with Shadavian Bradley, AP? Still in a really good spot there. He's coming in Memorial Day weekend. And um, you know, that that's one that, you know. Mike Eckler has continued to work really hard. Tennessee's defensive staff has continued to work really hard. And, uh, you know, still have the, the, you know, the commits, you know, whether it be Nico or Jack Luttrell or even a guy like Nathan Spillman, who have all worked on Shadavion Bradley. And, uh, and Sean Davion, you know, again, will be here in a couple of weeks. And that's a real uh, big weekend to me for Tennessee to kind of firmly cement yourself there. AP, are those all unofficial visits that weekend, or are any of those kids coming in officially? Uh, well, Bryson Sanders will be here officially, and, and I think there's a chance there's another official. Um, new new member with a screen name, Garantano Survivor, has the following question. Um, where's Tennessee at with Francis Mauiga, Mauigoa? Excuse me. That's Mauigoa. what I'll go with. Vic Burley, Tony Mitchell. And also, any update on the wide receiver transfer from Hutchinson? Um, all good questions. Uh, Francis, you know, Tennessee has started a trend there, um, coming in for the Memorial Day weekend, I believe. And, um, you know, that one doesn't seem like it's close to ending. Um, I, he's going to take a bunch more visits in June. Um, and then I think start working towards some type of decision, probably July or August. Um, again, I mean, it's recruiting subject to change any time, but at, at the same time, I think that's kind of the plan as of right now. Vic Burley coming in. Memorial Day weekend. It's a big visit for Tennessee. You know, Georgia started to sniff around there a little bit more. Um, you know, and then obviously uh, Clemson's right there in it. So, you know, that'd be kind of the top three in my mind. Um, uh, who is the uh, Tony, Mitchell. Tony, Tony Mitchell? Tony Mitchell. He's got to come in, and I've got to see that to believe it. Um, and then as far as uh, Malik Benson, I think Tennessee's in that one. I do not think they're the leader. Okay, and that's the wide receiver transfer from Hutchinson. Uh, yeah, Benson. Uh, all of all recruiting, any twenty fours that can make it into the Memorial Day Junior Day? I don't. I mean that 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 list that's will an grow. That's an in, that, well, that's an invite. I mean, like that 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 Memorial Day thing is invite only. Like it's you're talking thirty to forty kids max. Like this isn't some regular Junior Day. They don't want slappies there. They want the best of the best. Like. You know, and that's just that, that's just how you know Tennessee's looking at it. Is like they want it's a premier event, not and, just any Tom, Dick, or Harry that rolls in. And the and and the and the priority there's twenty three kids more than twenty four kids. Hundred percent. Now I'm not saying there's not going to be a a, a, a couple know, here there classmen are there, but like it's going to be scarce if there are. All right, uh, I know it's it's early, but any updates on twenty four hoops targets, Rob Lewis? Uh yeah, the, the Cam Scott kid. From um, South Carolina, um, just want to keep in mind you get the. I, I'm gonna completely botch his name, but the big kid at Hamilton Heights is is a big, big target. I mean, golly, 
<laughs> Somti. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Somti. I want to say Somti cereal, but I, and again, I, I may have just completely botched it. But uh, the big kid at Hamilton Heights was was here for a couple of unofficial visits um, this spring or this past season, and he he is a priority target, big time player. He's a I mean, depending on what ranking you look at, top 20, top 25 type guy. Um, that's, you know, technically in state, you know, he's, he's not, he's an international prospect that has been here for a couple of years, but um, that that's the guy that I would put at the top of the board for sure. You feel like, you feel like Scott's becoming a bigger priority. You, you think he's, yeah, he up is, but that's, that's one that's, um, you know, we've seen, we've seen Tennessee offer a couple of kids over, over the Carolinas. I, I think that's, that's, Kind of Justin Canney's area, um, and they're swinging for the fences. I mean, they they just they offered Gigi Jackson in this twenty three class, who you know maybe the number one prospect in in, in that twenty three class. He ended up uh, you know picking North Carolina. Um, you know, I, th- I think Justin has a lot of ties over there, and you know has a, you know, knows a lot of high school coaches. Knows, knows a lot of travel league, travel coaches. That's. They're able, Tennessee's been able to get in the door, but you know, can they close with some of, the, some of those kids in ACC country? It's tough. Uh, Megavol 98 wants to know where does Tennessee set with Zach Hunt, uh, excuse me, Zach Myers, Hunter Osborne, Cameron Selden, and Jordan Matthews? Myers in it, but he feels like he's down the board for me. I'm not saying he is, I'm saying just how it kind of comes across when I'm looking at everything. Um, Osborne. Tennessee would love to be there, um, you know, I, again, in it, but not at the top. Um, uh, who, who would we go with? Cam Seldon. I talked – Coming back in in June, you know, and, you know, that's one that, you know, I think that Tennessee would love to try to close out in the month of June and have, some, I think, some type of decision early July. What was the last one, Hubbard? Uh, oh, Jordan Matthews. Matthews. I, I talked with him. Rob talked to Jordan Matthews. Yeah, I talked with him last week. And, I mean, I just – it is flat out asked the kid. I was like, you're, you know, you're from, you're from Baton Rouge. I mean, like, what's, you know, are you, are you not just staying home? And, you know, which I think is a question everybody wants to know. And and he was like, no, man, I'm, you know, I don't want to get fenced in. I want to, you know, see what, what's, what's out there at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I have to, I'll pull a hover. I'll have to see it to believe it. But uh, I mean, he's really interested in Tennessee. He's very aware of, you know, Alante Taylor, Theo Jackson, um, you know, going to the draft where they went. After their careers, I mean, bottom line, he likes Tennessee. He's taking an official visit in June, but um, you know, again, he's from Baton Rouge, so we'll see. Yeah, from Baton Rouge, always keep that one in the back of your mind on, on that one. Uh, LF Vol wants to know what is the source of the narrative you guys have shared that wide receiver isn't valued like quarterback, which is obvious, but also offensive tackle and cornerback. In recent years, college football's best have had outrageous talent at wide receiver. Most feel Alabama only lost last year due to injuries to two of their best, and the NFL draft values wide receivers over all others. Well, they don't value them over quarterbacks, um, and I would say they don't value receivers over guys who can rush the quarterback. That would be my belief when you look at draft analysis um, and those things. Quarterbacks and guys who can get to the quarterback, to me, feel like they're the, be- the, the, the kind of the – the highest priorities. Now, in in the NFL game, because the way the game has changed, Austin, and, and you're spreading out, you're throwing as much as you have, 
the, the receiver position is of is of greater value than it's been in previous years, and that's obvious by the numbers. Well, it is, but it's also a reason why, like, teams just – I mean, like, do, do you think that Kansas City would have just let Tyreek Hill go if they didn't feel like, hey, we can just go plug in somebody else? You know, I mean, you, you can go right down. Look, look at all the, the, the wide receivers that got traded this offseason. Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams. There's one more. Um, you know, I mean, like, it, NFL teams aren't letting Mark these Cooper. guys go. Yeah. I mean, but NFL teams aren't letting these guys go if they don't feel like, hey, we can just plug player X right back in there. You know, I mean, Antonio Brown left the Steelers, you know, and, and you know, and, and he had a few moments here and there. But for the most part, like, you know, wide receivers can be divas. They can be headaches, um, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, like, when you're looking at this, you look at it sure like kind of an NFL thing when you're talking about because he's talking about NIL. You know, but it's also at the same time, you're also looking at this from a marketing standpoint because at the end of the day, all these NIL deals are marketing deals. This isn't, you know, I mean – um, you know, in, in theory anyway. So, like, what, what's more marketable? I mean, I would tell you the wide receiver probably is more marketable than offensive tackle because I think that, you know, most businesses are going to want the guy that catches the touchdown, not the guy that blocks for them. But from an NFL standpoint, I would tell you that it, it's probably the other way around. But I, I know yeah, a, a I mean, school, there's a lot of schools that are, are trying to use the NFL model, though, you know, when it comes to, like, you know, the current players on their team. Well, AP, you, just you, can't, like, you can't pay every kid. Like, again, like everybody on VolQuest, I'm looking at my high horse. Everyone on VolQuest thinks there's like this, you know, it's Scrooge McDuck and we're diving into the pile of gold and, 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 you know, it, we're just pay them. But like, it don't work that way. Like, it just does not work that way, Rob. And, and you know it and I know it. And, and you, you just can't, you know, you can't just say, oh, yeah, okay, th- you want this? Okay, here, sure. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't work that way. AP, you made a great point. I mean, you just rattled off a bunch of receivers that got traded. I mean, how many offensive tackles and, and defensive ends and quarterbacks got traded this offseason? Nothing like that. I mean, some old guys like Matt Ryan, you know, but nobody – Nobody in the prime of their career like Devontae Adams or you know Tyreek Hill that, that's comparable. Yeah. Now there are so there are so many receivers hubs compared to I mean, finding a an a tackle that you can count on, finding a pass rusher or a quarterback that you can count on. It's just I mean, it's just you know, it's just different. Yeah, it is. The the one thing that's a little bit different that I think colleges have to be a little bit more careful with their model versus the NFL model as well is you're, you're, you're basically getting them for a, for a rookie contract is, is what it is. I mean, you get a short window with those guys. So it's not like you're drafting or you're going out and getting a tackle to play in year two and he's going to play 12 years for you and there's a priority for you. You, you know, all these positions are high turnover positions, um, including the receiver spot. So I, I think there's a little bit of difference, but I do think your, your point is, is, is absolutely right, Austin, in that receivers are a little bit like running backs, you know, in, in that you just go get the next one, particularly the NFL model. You just go get the next one. And, and I think the high school, uh, the college guys, depending on your offensive system, just go get somebody that can run. Just go, just go get somebody because because it's not the, and we'll see how many newcomers come in and play for Tennessee at the receiver position. But let, let's look at year one and Josh Heupel's system. 
basically everybody's a rookie, right? Everybody's a first-year yep. player. Cedric Tillman takes off, had done nothing. Valus Jones has, has taken off. So, so the idea of the old David Cutcliffe from years past where you got to learn all three receiver positions, but before you're ready to play, I mean, you know, I mean, Robert Meacham didn't play as a freshman because he, he had the knee injury, but, but there was a time where it was play the veterans because they knew what to do. Rob, that's just not the case now. I mean, it's a, it is a more plug and play if a guy has the athletic ability and can, you know, especially sure. run. I mean, I think, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, the transfer rule is, is I, I think a big part of it. I mean, some freshman kid that, you know, thinks he's he's better than two or three older guys ahead of him. I mean, that, that kid's not sticking around anymore. Whereas, you know, Robert Beecham, I mean, golly, I, I remember the day he got hurt. You remember that? Yeah, it was at night practice. Yeah, what? on Hassan Field. I mean, I think it might have even been what, I mean, we were in there, I think, when it happened. We, he caught a touchdown pass, I believe, in the end zone. Anyway, those kids aren't sticking around. I mean, they're, they're not waiting it out. I mean, you've got to, that, that's a big reason. I think for that these days, I mean, they're not like, like you, I, I thought that was a great throwback to learn all three positions under coach Cutcliffe. I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's not happening anymore. No, it's, it, and you know, systems are, are different now as plug and play guys and, and you roll from there. And again, if you can affect the quarterback, then, then that's, that's the priority on defense. I think the second priority on defense is corners. And then offensively, it's quarterback, protecting the quarterback, and then finding some athletes to go around the quarterback. Now, to your point, Austin, from an NIL standpoint, you're exactly right. Darnell Wright's not going to be as marketable as Cedric Tillman because Cedric Tillman is running in the end zone, spiking the football, and Darnell Wright's the guy they're blocking that few people are paying attention to unless he gets a holding call against him or he whiffs because he doesn't make a game-changing play. So from a marketing standpoint, it's different. The problem with NIL a little bit right now is they're trying to figure out and navigate to kids to understanding it's a marketing deal, so the marketing numbers are different versus the NFL contract deal. But they still want to use the NFL model. Right, They want and and kids want to use the NFL model, right? I'm a a projected whatever round draft pick, pay me $650,000. But 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 you may be a lineman who in the NFL can't get a hundred thousand dollars worth of marketing stuff. Well, perfect example. I mean, everybody. I mean, whether it's the collectives, whether it's the agent for the kid, whether it's the kid, whether it's the parents, coaches, whoever. Like they all use whatever is most convenient for them. It's kind of like you know, twenty four seven. Okay, they have their twenty four seven composite. Then they have their own rankings. So if they have a kid, a four-star, and the composite says he's a three-star, they're going to use their own rankings when they talk about the kid. Or if they have a kid, a three-star, and the composite has a four-star, they're going to use the composite. So they pick what is the most convenient to help make the kid look good the best. So same thing here is like whoever you're talking to, whether it's the kid or whoever, they're going to go, oh, we need to go to the NFL model here. Oh, we need to do the marketing model here. Oh, we, you know, I mean, like, it's whatever's most convenient to who you're, you're pitching it to. 
which is why the market's got the, the model's got to settle. The market's got to settle at some point o- over the course of time here. Because back to your Scrooge McDuck. By the way, a Ducktales reference is outstanding. It's better than Fozzie. But Bear. that's really how they all but, view but, it, though. But, they, they think, well, we're just diving in, go I mean, for a swim. <laughs> Fozzie Bear was good, but the Ducktales reference uh, was, I mean, was got, outstanding. You got there, Scrooge McDuck and Detlef Shrimp in the same <laughs> podcast. I know, I know. We have to buy you lunch for that one, right? <laughs> That's a good, but but the point is, it's it's not an unlimited supply of money, and and that's the reality that that everybody has to understand. And I look, some some collectives will end up having more money than others because fan bases have more money and all of those types of things, and 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 bit, there's going to be more businesses involved and this that and the other than there are at other places. But it's not an unlimited budget. It is. It's you just, know what I think is is fascinating. I I I, I know we've. I, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. I know we talked about it amongst ourselves. What's it going to look like next year or two years from now when some of these, you know, guys Kids writing checks? <laughs> when, yeah, when some of these guys writing checks are thinking about, man, I can't believe I paid that much. You know, I can't believe I paid that for that. I mean, is it going to well? And not not just in Tennessee. I mean, all over the country. I think they've always done that to a degree, but it's been thirty grand or fifty grand you know, that they've donated to, to, you know, get a kid in now, all of a sudden it's, fun. now it's all of a sudden a lot more. Now I'll say, I'll say this, the counter to that for some people is, well, you hired that guy and you paid him stupid money and you fired him three years later and you're writing $20 million for him to go away, to go away. Yet yeah. you keep, you continue to make the same mistake. You go hire another one for three years and pay him a bunch of money to go away. And you know what I'm saying? How many times have we said during Tennessee's run here, they have to get this one right. They can't afford to be wrong. Eh, wrong. They can't afford to be wrong. <laughs> you know, and so uh, th- that's the interesting part of it is to your point, Rob, yes, there's going to be, but there's going to be more of those because you're dealing with a greater number of people. Um, but, but there's been plenty of people who have set or, should have sat around and said, man, we wasted a bunch of money on that coach or that coordinator, um, or, or whatever, um, the, the sport assistant coach, whatever. All right. We're running out of time here. Let's get a couple, couple more quickies in here. Um, Anthron wants to know next high school commitment, offense or defense AP, your favorite question, special teams, right? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I don't, I mean, there's nobody set up, so I'm, you know, it'd be a pure guess for me to say I'll go offense. No stories written. No stories written. Um, Rob, same weekly question uh, to you about international basketball names. Uh, man, I got I got nothing. I mean, I just I've been throwing it out there for two months. I, I mean, I don't have a name for you. I mean, the, the, I will probably have a name for you when the kid shows up on campus as a visitor, and that'll be a name that we've never heard of. I mean, it's not going to be some superstar that's choosing between Tennessee and the NBA draft. Um, when does summer football camp circuit start? That's generally the first week of June. What prospects bene- will benefit from summer camps? I'm not going to run through a list of prospects. What what guy do you think Austin can can really make a name for themselves in summer camp? That's maybe a friend a fringe guy right now. Whether it's a Tennessee guy or a guy in state or just some other random name you got on your mind. Well, I mean, I think a guy like Justin Brown could you know come up here and you know showcase at camp. Wide receiver and- from the mid state. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. AP, what's uh, the kid's name for Powell, the defensive end? Uh, 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 Steven Souls. What's he got? What's he have to do? Is, is he have to run? 
to but I think you know, I, I mean, he's the one that he's he's one because he's a twenty four though. But I mean, he's one that could, you know, that could definitely you know go boom on the scene with a good and, camp performance. And, and and for for camp guys, it's much more about the twenty fours and twenty fives making a name for themselves. If you're it is if yeah. If you're a twenty three trying to make a name for yourself in June. Uh, you know, we, it's it's likely not going to happen. You probably needed to be hurt last yeah, year, not play. Yeah, there, I mean, maybe COVID, but I mean, you've probably got enough tape out there that a lot of people have seen you. Uh, what do you think the Tennessee O line class looks like come signing day, as of now? Oh man, I don't know because I mean, like again, I think somebody like Bryson Sanders, who's you know, to me, more of a coin flip. You know, I mean, if he, if he's in the class, then you know, you've got him. Bustle, and then you know what? What do they do with Lucas Simmons? You know, do they land him? Do they land Francis? You know, I mean, it could be a pretty good class, honestly. Um, but it just takes the right domino falling, not right domino or two falling. Are, are they still in it for? Is it Shamarad? You are. So they're still in it for him at, at this point. I love when you pronounce these names. I can't get it right. You do it more like Rob. You 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 you're like unsure of yourself. Rob I know. I don't say it with. It, I know I'm. I know I'm saying them wrong. No, Look, but I still mouth. Here's my problem. I'm just, hey, I'm still like everybody else listening to this. I'm humming the Ducktales theme in my head right now. Is the problem I've got to finish out this podcast? Yeah, listen, McDuck. <laughs> let's get let's get out the door on this podcast with the last questions. Do you have any concerns about current commits possibly decommitting? Over under two and a half commits before the season starts. Take it, Scrooge. Huey, Dewey, um, Louie. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, just you know, what if Alabama? What if Alabama offered Sylvester Smith or whatever? I don't worry about Nico if that's what somebody's if implying. Um, and then uh, over under two and a half by one in. Start of the win. season, September one. You taking the over I'll, there? I'll go over there. Yes. Take the over. Going to be a, a busy summertime around the country. Lots of kids are certainly making decisions and will continue to make decisions as the summer. The, the, the June is the new December, and uh, that's that's the way it is. And July is the new December as well. It's all about making summer summer noise as well. Hey man, there's copyright infringements on that. We're rolling out the we're rolling out the door on that deal. That's gonna do it for this edition of the Mailbag Podcast, uh, presented by our good friends at Smoky Mountain Organics. He's always entertaining, Austin Price and Rob Lewis. I'm Brent Hubs. Thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody. You've been listening to the Vault Quest Mailbag Podcast every week, right here on Vault Quest.